Hello and welcome to the Horseness Training Podcast. I'm Karin van den Borde. I'm a professional horse trainer and instructor, founder of Horseness Training and creator of the online Horseness Training programs. In this third episode of the Horseness Training Podcast, I'm going to talk about feel and timing. I'll explain to you what feel and timing is and I'm going to answer a question that people ask me a lot, namely, how can I develop better feel and timing? I'm also going to reveal the winner of the free membership to the Horseness Liberty Training Program. But first, let's talk about feel and timing. Are you ready? So, this podcast episode is about feel and timing. I chose this topic because I often get questions about it. People ask me, how can I develop better feel? Or, how can I develop better timing? But most of the time, people ask me, how can I develop my feel and timing? And in fact, this is correct, because feel and timing, they always go together. Without feel, you can't have good timing. So, to improve your timing, you have to improve your feel, and then your timing will automatically become better. Now, what is good timing? Good timing is often described as the ability to give and release pressure at the right moment. But for me, timing is much more than that. It's about every kind of communication and contact you can possibly have with your horse. So not only physical communication, not only giving and release pressure, but also mental communication and energetic communication. So it's not only about giving and releasing pressure, or how I prefer to call it, physical and driving aids. For me, it's also the ability to communicate what you want to communicate on the right moment. So whether you are communicating only on the energetic level, or you are also communicating on the mental and physical level. This can even be when only stroking your horse, feeling when it is the best moment to stroke your horse, when your horse wants it and when not, for example. How long to stroke your horse and also to know when to stop. So that is timing. And for this and for all other kinds of communication, so to know when you do something, when you want to ask something, when you reward, when you ask again, so when you repeat um, uh, your aids or your requests, you need one thing, and that is feel. So, when people ask me, or when someone asks me, how can I improve my timing, my answer will always be the same. To improve your timing, you don't have to work on your timing. You just have to find your feel. So forget about your timing. Let it go, just work on your feel and then your timing will automatically be fine. But what exactly is feel then? Because if you want your timing to be better, then you need to find your feel. But what is, it? What is that? What is that feel? Well, for me, feel is the ability to feel towards the horse. So it's possible to be in contact with the horse. I call this like that, to be in contact with the horse. But it's also possible to be out of contact with the horse. And if you are able to feel towards the horse, uh, then you are in contact. 
Okay, so if you are able to feel towards the horse, so if you are in contact with the horse, then the horse can also feel towards you. And if that's not the case, if you're not able to feel towards the horse, then you are out of contact. If you're out of contact, then the horse cannot feel towards you. So there is no contact. Now, this sounds a bit uh, complicated maybe, because we but we have a, or I have a, an exercise that I teach my students to uh, understand this better. It's called uh, the contact game. And I teach this in my online uh, Find Your Feel course. So when you feel towards the horse, you are working with feel. And then you will be able to see and feel better what your horse does. So I'll give you an example. Uh, so you understand this better. It's something that comes to my mind when I talk about this. It's about uh, uh, a lesson I had one day. I was teaching circle work to a student and her horse. And uh, the horse, whose name was Pollock, refused to go for a trot. And also when I tried, so I took the horse from the student, the horse refused to trot on on the circle. And uh, first I was thinking, oh, how can that be? But suddenly then I realized that I was totally not in contact with Pollock. Because during the lesson, I had put all my focus on my students. You know, I showed her the aids and how she should move. And then when I started working with Pollock, I was still focused on the owner, showing her my aids, showing her how I moved, talking about that. And the moment I became aware of that, that I was only focusing on her, I stopped talking and I started feeling towards Pollock. So I started um, going more into the contact with him, real contact with him, energetic, as mentally and physically. And it was only then that I started noticing, seeing that there was something wrong with his shoulder. So it was not that, you know, that he was limping or something else. It was very, very clear because I didn't see it uh, yet before. It was just kind of a very tiny, uh, tense look in that region of the shoulder. And it was so little, it was almost invisible. But after cultivating more feel and feeling towards Pollock and opening up to him, I could notice that better. So I decided to stop the lesson. And uh, yeah, because the horse was in, uh, in, uh, in pain, I thought, uh, because I saw this tension and he didn't want to trot. And the owner went home with Pollock and he let him or she let him check by the vet. And then she emailed me a few days later to say that her horse had a beginning injury in his shoulder. So this story shows that when you feel towards the horse, you can see much better how your horse moves. You can see little tensions or other things that otherwise are invisible to your eye. But that's not the only thing. You also feel better how your horse moves, for example, when you are in the saddle. So then you don't see your horse, you feel it. Because riding is body-to-body -body contact. And you need feel to be able to use your body in a friendly and clear manner. And to use your body to feel how the horse is moving. And that will enable you to communicate better from the saddle. This is also the case when you use your hands, for example, when touching your horse on the ground. Only when you touch with feel, 
only when you are really going into the contact, feeling towards the horse, your horse will like your touch and your horse will be able to relax under your touch. Make sense? So when you work with feel, you will also feel and know much better what your horse truly needs and wants. It happens a lot, for example, that when I work with a horse of a student to show something or to explain something, that the students ask me how it comes that the horse immediately reacts better. They say, you know, you take my horse and suddenly my horse does this so uh, fluently. How does that come? Well, that's because when I work with a horse, the first thing I try to do, sometimes I forget, like in the story of Pollock, but normally the first thing I try to do is feeling towards the horse and going into the contact with the horse, whether that is in liberty or doing groundwork or riding. And when I go into the contact by feeling towards the horse, I also open myself up to the horse. And then the horse can respond by feeling towards me too. And only then a lot of information can be exchanged between me and the horse. And then I quickly feel what it is that the horse needs. For example, I feel if the horse needs a calmer energy from me. Or I feel if the horse needs a more active energy. And then I generate that energy inside of myself and the horse responds by being less or more energetic too. And then the exercises go much better. Or I feel much better when the horse needs a break. Or I feel when the horse is um, uh, bored and wants to do something else. And when I feel that, that's my intuition that kicks in. So when working with feel, and that is not special, everybody has intuition. When working with feel, your intuition kicks in and everybody can use that. But, of course, to be able to tap into your higher knowing, what is, what is intuition, that is your higher knowing, to be able to tap into that, you have to find your feel first. And don't worry, it might seem difficult, but believe me, you can do that too. Your intuition will also let you know how your horse feels deep inside. So let me tell you a story about this. One day there was a woman coming to me for a lesson with her horse. It was a really beautiful chestnut color Arabian mare with big beautiful eyes and she was full of energy. We let her run free in the paddock and she was trotting and cantering and she was snorting and she held her high, head high to see my horses who were grazing far away in the field to, to watch them. And at first sight it was a perfectly normal, energetic and joyful horse. But then I started working with her in Liberty. And, um, you know, I was working with her and I started feeling towards her more. And I felt this energetic connection taking place. And then suddenly it hit me out of the blue. It was this unbearable feeling of loneliness, this deep, a kind of uncontrollable sadness. It was really something very dark. And I was wondering, what is this? I felt like crying even. So I turned towards the owner of the horse, it was a young woman, and I asked her, what is the name of your horse? And the woman pulled up her shoulder. So I asked her again, because I thought, you know, 
maybe she did not understood what I was uh, asking. So I again I said, what is the name of your horse? And she replied, she has no name. My horse has no name. When I call her, I just say horse. Now, to be honest, I never met someone who called his horse just horse. And I don't know how you feel about this, but to me it felt like if her horse was just like an object, like you would talk about your bicycle, then you would talk about your horse. So I asked her, why? Why, why um, don't you give your horse a name? But the young woman, she pulled up her shoulders again. And uh, then she started telling me about the problems she's the problems she had, that she couldn't catch her horse in the field and therefore they decided to take her out of a herd of horses and which was also her best friend, a young gelding. And that now she lived alone in a field where she couldn't see her friends anymore and they made sure that she couldn't see them, so not from far also. So she was alone, all alone in another field and they did that because that was the only way they could catch her. But the problem now was that her horse couldn't stand still and so on and so on. So when I asked her how much time she spent with her horse, she also told me she was a very, very busy person and she had a very, very busy uh, job and she only saw her horse once or twice a month. So it's not really difficult to understand that this feeling of loneliness and deep sadness was a feeling that I picked up from the horse. A feeling that came to me because I could feel towards the horse and I opened up towards the horse so she could open up to me and let me know how she felt deep inside in an, on an energetic level. So I thought if only her owner could do that too, going into contact with her and feeling how her, her horse felt, that would be good because then she would know how unhappy her horse was. So I tried to help her with that. But, you know, at the end of the lesson, I just knew when she left, the, the, when she left us with her horse after this, this first lesson that it was also our last. Because when she left, she told me to my face, I will not put my horse back in the herd and I can't change jobs. So I knew then that was it. And I remember I went inside the house and I cried my eyes out because I was so... I felt so uh, bad about it, um, how this horse was treated and how sad she was. So it's not always fun uh, working with much feel because working with feel will also give you intuitive information about your own horse that you don't like to hear at first. Maybe you'll discover that there's something your horse does not like about his life or that your horse wishes you would do things differently. But I think that when you love your horse, there's always a way to help him with that. Working with feel is feeling towards your horse, going into the contact with your horse. And like that, seeing and knowing and feeling better what your horse needs, wants and feels. And even if that's not what you would like to hear. But okay, maybe now you say, that's easy to say because I lack feel. And that's why I just don't get these intuitive messages. And that's why the communication with my horse, whether it's energetic, whether it's mental or physical, is not that fluent or clear. And that's also why my timing also sucks. So I want to know how I can develop that magical feeling you're talking about. Well, I'll give it to you straight, 
a way to develop feel doesn't exist. You can't develop feel. And I know you've always heard that feel must be developed. That feel is something that comes with experience and after years and years and years of practice or that only the talented horsemen have feel. Well, I can tell you it's not true. And do you know why? Do you know why you can't develop feel? Because you already have it. That's right, you already have it. Then why can't you use it when you need it? Why do you have the feeling that you lack feel and also timing? Well, it's simple. You have it, but you lost it. It's hidden deep inside or it's somewhere on the surface, but not fully there for a reason. But it is there and the only thing you need to do is find it again. I really mean it. It's really there. You just need to cultivate it again. I've helped a lot of people to find their feel again and they were all able to do it because everybody is born with feel. Just like horses, we are social animals and very sensitive animals. Already when we are in our mother's belly, we feel the world from this safe place. So we are sensitive also to our mother's moods and emotions. So we are all born with our senses fully open, we are fully present in our body, we are born with feel for our environment, with feel for what we need, and when we get older, we also get aware of what others need. We feel with our body, our senses, and we also feel on an energetic level. But why do you find it, have to find it again then? Because the older we get, the more our feel gets overtaken, you could say, by, by our minds. And this is not something natural. It's really something that is the result of the society we live in. Because in our Western society, we get a message, message often that the mind is much more important than our body and our feel. And this happens on an unconscious level often. By the examples we see around us when we are a child and a young um, adult and by the way our education is organized. Let me give you a simple example. If you see how most schools put most of the focus on the cognitive development of children and then you know that uh, the mind is much more important in our society. Children are measured by their cognitive abilities already in kindergarten and this only gets worse the older they get. You know, they get praise for good grades and test results uh, but the emotional world of the child, body awareness and also the spiritual and personal development rarely gets attention. So you understand we grow up and live in a society where there is a lot of thinking going on with a lot of opinions and judgments and gossip and we think and we talk about everything and we form opinions and judgments and we do this about ourselves and about others and about situations and this is also what we do with our horses. I believe you understand what I mean, you just overthink a lot about your horse, you have opinions about your horse, you often label your horse also, you know, my horse is like this, and my horse is like that. And you also think a lot about how to give aids and how to do this and do that. And those are all actions from your mind. 
Your body has nothing to do with that. Don't get me wrong, you need your mind, you need to understand things and you need to plan ahead sometimes. But if your mind is too active, everything gets out of balance. If you are too much in your head and disconnected from your body, your natural feel will get lost. Because feel is not something from the mind. Feel is something from the body. It's generated in the body. It's found in the body. It's from the body. And only from that place, so that place of sensitivity and feel, you can make true contact with your horse and you will receive all the messages you need. All the signals that your horse gives you will be felt by your body in return. Now, how to do that? How to find the feel that you once had so naturally as a child? How to find that feel again? Well, it's all about softness. Softness in your mind and softness in your body. So you need to be able to soften your mind and soften your body. And softening your mind means that your mind and emotions are calm. They're not overactive. You're also present in the here and now. And the way to do that is to become more present in your body, bringing more awareness to your body. So out of the head, into the body. And one very simple yet effective way to do that is to bring your awareness to your breath. For example, observing your breath and all the sensations that come along with that. Now, notice that I say sensations, not thoughts. So no thinking about it, no judging, only feeling the sensations of the breath without wanting to change that. Another simple way is by practicing the body scan. This is also one of the exercises I teach in my online Find Your Feel course. The name says it all. You scan your body and by doing that you get more awareness of your body and bodily sensations. Softening your body is also about taking tensions away that you have built up during the day or even during your life. And that's also about mindful moving. Mindful moving, another thing I teach in my Find Your Feel course, is being aware of how you move and in particular being aware of the muscles you use. So during mindful moving you try not to use more muscles and muscle strength than you need to do the movements you need to do. For example, when you stand, you only do what you need to be able to stand. No need to tighten your shoulders for that. You can just let them hang down. But a lot of people carry tension in their shoulders and they tense their shoulders. And by tensing their shoulders, the rest of the body is also influenced in a negative way. There's much more tension in the rest of the body and also in the way you breathe. The breathing gets more shallow. This is something your horse will notice and then your horse will find it more difficult to relax when your breath and your shoulders are tensed. Another example is when you lift your arm. Let's say to ask your horse to stay at a distance. So you lift your arm to give him the cue, stay there. Then you only need to use the muscles to lift that arm. You don't need to clench, uh, let's say, your uh, your, your jaw for that or um, 
to, uh, to curl your toes, for example. Because all of this results in a less uh, stable posture also and in a less clear body language. Feet are very important. You know, you have to be relaxed in the shoes. You have to have a good uh, feeling on the ground. And if you clench your, um, or curl your toes, you're not really uh, grounded. Because the tension prevents you from really going into contact with the ground. Okay, so then you're less stable and um, you, your horse will notice that. So softness in your body is key. And the way to find your softness is to first become aware of where it is that you have built up tension. That's the first step. And then there's also a, a second step because it's good to know where the tensions are, but it's not going to allow you to become more soft if you know where your tensions are. To be able to cultivate that softness in your body, you also have to find a way to take those tensions away. And you also have to learn how to move without those tensions, just like you did when you were a baby or a toddler. Because uh, I think uh, the best example uh, are babies and toddlers. They are really the summum of softness. Um, think about when they learn how to walk. When they are walking, they can take I think you've already saw that those really bad falls, the kind of falls that make you stop with whatever you are doing and you run up to them. But no, even before you are there, the child already forgot about it and it's smiling and playing again and trying again to walk. So, and then you really wonder, how is that possible? You know, if I would make a fall like that, I would scream my lungs out. But the reason is that a child, especially a very young child, has no tension in his body. This body still has its natural softness. And the baby is also very connected to his body and to his senses. It's not in his mind. So it's really not afraid to fall, even if it has already fallen 10 times in a row. It's not thinking about it in a way a grown-up would do. It's not thinking about, oh no, I'm afraid now to try again, because if I would fall again, no, the baby doesn't do that. So it will keep trying with that same softness in its mind and its body. So finding that same softness is like when you were a child. Softness in your mind and body, that is what you need to do. And I teach my students this with what I call the softness response. Most people are not aware of the tensions in their body. And if you are one of them, which is likely the case, you can learn how to feel the difference between tension and softness by practicing the body scan and the softness response. And by that you will become more aware of which body parts carry more or less tension. And with the softness response then you will also feel when tension is building up and where in your body is building up during the day. So by practicing that you will be able to use it in your daily life. And most important, the softness response is a technique that will enable you to take tension away without effort. Because with the softness response, you are actually programming your body to react in a split second with softness. So you have tension, then you use the softness response and the tension goes away. Of course, it needs some practice and you need to know how to do it. And this will also help you with mental and emotional tension because body and mind are one. Because the body influences the mind and the mind influences the body. So when you're mentally or emotionally tensed, this will also affect your body. 
resulting in physical tension somewhere in the body. And the softness response will help you release that tension. Then, when you are soft in mind and body, in connection with yourself and with your own body, you can connect with your surroundings much, much better. And that means also with your horse. And that's the moment when you can start feeling towards your horse. That's what I call going into the contact. So when you are really able to truly feel towards your horse in this way, you have found your true feel while working with your horse. And then it's not only you who feels and understands your horse better, but your horse will be able to feel and understand you better too. Because when you are soft, the horse can soften. When you are tense, the horse will, will tense. When you are soft, the horse can soften. When you can feel towards the horse, because you are soft and the, ho and the horse is soft, when you're opening up to the horse, the horse can feel towards you, can open up towards you, and that is true two-way communication. So, you understand it now. Finding your feel is all about softness, and from that softness, going into contact with your horse. And of course, what a lot of trainers claim is also true. I also say that you need to gain experience in being and working with horses. That's very important. The more you practice, the more experience you have with horses, the more uh, you will be able to work with feel with your horse too. But experience for me is not the most important. I know people with zero, zero experience with horses, but who still had their natural feel in life and they have a much better connection with horses than people with tons of experience, but who lost their feel and don't know how to uh, work with feel with horses anymore. You can see that in those people, you can notice the tension, but you can especially see it in their horses. They don't have such a good connection with the horse, the horse doesn't react so fluently, so softly. So experience is needed, knowledge and skills are very important, but feel is what enables the horse to trust you, to feel good with you, to connect with you on a deeper level. So I hope um, this was all interesting for you and that you understand uh, what I'm talking about. And um, I hope it was valuable to you. So timing is something that comes automatically when you work with feel. And feel comes automatically when you cultivate softness in your body and your mind. And uh, when you know how to feel towards your horse. And if you also want to cultivate your softness and feel and learn about the exercises that I talked about, the body scan, the softness response, mindful moving. But what is also in the, in the course is belly breathing and the contact game, very important game. Then I have very good news for you because at the moment I'm updating my online course, which is called Find Your Feel. Currently, this is a bonus course of the Horseness Groundwork program, so you can only follow it when you're a student of my online Groundwork course. But at the moment, I'm updating this course, I'm improving this Find Your Feel course with new content, and it will be ready soon, and then it will be available as a separate course. So if you want to improve your feel when working with horses, or in general, in your life, then this is the course you need. For now, if you have questions about feel, don't hesitate to ask them. You can do that in the Horseness Training fan club on Facebook. If you're not a member yet, just do a request. Just do a request, I mean, 
and I will let you in. Okay, so now it's time to reveal the person who won a free membership to the online Horseness Liberty training program. It's a winning picture this time and the winner is Eliska Stankova. I hope I pronounced that good with her beautiful picture of her and her horse enjoying an evening walk in Liberty. Thank you Eliska for your picture and please send a mail to info at horsenesstraining.com so I can give you entrance to the program. Okay, it's time to round up now. Thank you for listening to this episode about feel and I encourage you to subscribe on iTunes or your favorite service and please leave your comments and reviews. That way you can too help spread the word about horseness training. Thank you for listening everybody and as always keep the following important message in mind. Care for your horse, connect with your horse and make a difference in your horse's life. Because your horse only lives once and you are the one who can make sure it's worth it.